Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and I'm here at the finish line of the 2017 Lake Sonoma 50 Mile. We're up above the lake itself. I'm with men's champion Sage Canada. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Is this your first uh, well-earned, well-deserved beer, or are we on more than one? This is my first one, but it's uh, Avery Maharaja, so it's uh, quite a beer. Should <laughs> probably get in some more calories. <laughs> Yeah, I, before I finish this. I understand you rolled across the finish line in kind of full bonk mode, so hopefully you've had a few calories before you're taking this on. Uh, a couple, yeah. <laughs> so um, the men's race was a stacked race. The men's race also went out flipping fast. Can you talk about the journey around the lake the first time? Um, I think you guys ran in a pack of four, five together for quite some time. Yeah, there's a good pack of uh, five of us. Uh, Jared Hazen, uh, Pat Smythe, uh, Ryan Bach, Dakota Jones, and myself. And we were all just together probably through 18 miles. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the first, uh, that aid station at 11.7, we split in like 118, which usually, I've never split under 120 there. <laughs> I think, uh, like Jim went out in 122, 123 maybe last year there. So like, I knew we were flying. I mean, we had a 540 on the road. Uh, and I was like, but and then and then we hit the little detour, and I think, you know, that probably that definitely slowed us down uh, with the the steep grade, and then we were hitting some pretty big patches of mud as well. It was the muddiest I've ever seen these trails. So, uh, I mean, factoring all those in, it was a, a very quick pace, very aggressive, and it hurt. <laughs> Um, yeah, and talk about the course conditions a little bit because uh, this region has had an incredible winter of storms and even just the last week had several inches of rain. So um, compared to previous years you've been here, did you find the course to run slower? I think so. I mean, because they, they, there was the mudslide and they added that section, which definitely... Little mountain goat section? Yeah, it was like 20% grade, like power hiking steep, and it was all uneven, and the clay was like sticking to your shoes. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the mud, it didn't stick to your shoes, but it tried to suck your shoes off in a couple spots. Uh, and that, yeah, that added a couple tenths of a mile, so that definitely slowed us down. And then, uh, yeah, just the foot traffic coming back on the second half, you could tell like the trail was pretty muddy um i mean we were lucky it wasn't rainy today it wasn't yeah. it was dry yesterday so that helped a little bit but yeah you definitely could not get away with road flats on this course today <laughs> you guys split about three hours flat to the turnaround is that correct uh let's see it was pat Smythe came in first so i think he's 256 okay and i was right behind him 256 257 which is the fastest i've ever split at the half as well <laughs> uh and then uh dakota came in right after that maybe 258 and then ryan bach was right there as well uh so yeah i knew you know we were going quick and then at the mile 30.9 i was uh i think 339 or maybe 330 so it's just like 10 minutes faster than i've ever been at mile 30 oh. and so i was like oh this is great i could run a fast time and then <laughs> after that it was just everyone slowing down <laughs> me trying not to epically bonk and just a suffer fest and yeah it, we slowed down a lot in the last 20 miles um so i want to ask you like one of sort of your learning lessons of 2016 was to run your own race a little bit um i mean i, I heard you say that after western states i oh, heard yeah, you say yeah. that in reference to utmb did you feel at all today like you were not running your own race or did you feel within yourself 
Oh, I don't necessarily feel within myself. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt. Uh, I knew that when the pack went, those those top five guys were. I knew the winner was probably going to come out of that pack. So you have to make a choice. You felt like you needed. Yeah, to it's not like you know, one guy. I mean, if Zach Miller goes out, you got to go with him too, though, because he could win easily. <laughs> uh, but you know, it wasn't. I knew we were a little fast, but I knew it wasn't unreasonable. Okay. Uh, I knew, and I also don't always time trial, I'm not racing for time, so I knew, okay, even if we all die the second half, which we did, even if we all positive <laughs> split, you know, as long as you don't epically bonk, uh, you know, it's a race of attrition then, it's a race of suffering, so, uh, yeah, part of that's gauging your own breathing and, and gauging your, how your stomach feels, how you're taking in calories and things like that, and how your legs feel, so I, I do try to play it by ear, I try to you know, I look for strengths and weaknesses of different runners. Like I notice, you know, Pat Smythe is a very good climber. He's very fast, uh, especially in those first hills, like at mile 20 and 25. Uh, that's where he really opened up the lead and, okay. and took the lead. Uh, whereas like Dakota's a, a faster downhill runner. Uh, so, you know, I try to make a move on the uphill because I also, my, uphill's my strength more. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was hard because Dakota was, was catching me the whole second half and we were battling back and forth and I was looking over my shoulder the whole time, scared, <laughs> running scared. <laughs> yeah, so the course makes this loop around Lake Sonoma. You go around the south side first and then you come around the north side and then you reverse course. On the north side of the lake, coming back in, you seem to be gaining time on Dakota. And way over on the west end of the lake, you had a three minute and 45 second lead. Um, but a lot of that, I think, was lost or he gained back a lot of those minutes between mile 38 and 45. And the two of you saw each other at the little out and back to the final aid station. Can you talk about what happened there? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was suffering. Uh, the last 12 miles here have always been pretty rough for me, but <laughs> I had a real low point around mile uh, 42. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was like walking and I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and uh, I fell going into the last aid station. Like, oh. I tumbled around in the grass in the mud and there's like mud splatter on my face. <laughs> and I like almost hurt myself. And then I was like, I was too fast through that aid station. I didn't grab enough calories. And uh, yeah, because I saw Dakota in the, in the trees like a minute behind me, like a mile before that. And so I knew he was going to see me at the turnaround. Yeah. And you know, when you're in the lead, you, you don't know the splits because like I came into mile 38 aid station and I was like I was asking Sandy and my parents like what was my lead at the aid station at mile 30 right. and they're like oh you had about a minute and I was like oh you have a minute but I didn't know I had three minutes but you know it doesn't really matter because I'm just running hard yeah. I'm running hard running scared I was just assuming that people were chasing me I didn't know I figured it probably was Dakota because he was the last person I saw behind me but okay. uh you don't want someone like that stalking you <laughs> Uh, it, it made me think back to, to last time I ran this race when Rob Crar was stalking me and I saw him at the same yeah, mile 45 yeah, exactly. out and back turnaround to the aid station and then Rob caught me with a mile to go. So I was I was fearing that. And uh, yeah, Dakota and I eyed each other and uh, I had to give it my all in the, in the final climb in the last four miles. And uh, yeah, I was looking my sh over my shoulder with a quarter mile to go still. And it was tough. Um, and you were still kind of in bonk mode then, so you were just totally grunting. Yeah, I was, uh, I was rigging up pretty hard. <laughs> I, uh, didn't have enough cal- I was out of my, my spring energy, and, uh, I, I thought I filled my bottle with more Coke than it had, because it was all fizzed up, and I drank that, and then with three miles to go, I realized I really didn't have any calories mm -hmm. left, and I was, like, 
starting to get dizzy and, and uh, wasn't moving very well on the uphills. And yeah, it was it was scary. <laughs> um, but ultimately, you said it was a race of attrition, and um, you know, you atrophied less than everybody else, I guess. Yeah, barely. It was a, <laughs> it was a close race. It was good. Um, this must feel like a good start to 2017 for you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, you know, I've I've had a couple third place finishes now, but you know, I always try to race my best and and race for the win if I think I have a chance to win. And so I was really happy to actually be able to to pull it off today uh, in competitive fields. And uh, yeah, I know it definitely feels good to to come back here and and place first. And even though it was my slowest time on this course. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, I think time just doesn't matter today. There are just so many other other factors there. I mean, you guys ran hard the first bit, but I, yeah, I think the course was in rougher shape than usual as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just with the course changes, I'd say that's two minutes. Both directions. The mud is, yeah, yeah, the mud is hard to say. Uh, You know, I, I wish I could hold that the fast you know you go out sub three hours you think oh yeah i'll just easily come back <laughs> if i just come back in like 305 i'm gonna run close to six hours flat but didn't happen today yeah <laughs> you try <laughs> launching like using this as a launch pad to the rest of your season what what are things gonna look f- like for you in the next couple of weeks to recover from this and then moving forward to to your next goal yeah i'm gonna take probably my biggest break of the whole year okay. right now uh, just because I've been going nonstop since North Face in December. Yeah, your Strava has shown just a ton of training. Not actually. I I was I wish I had more high mileage weeks going into this. Okay. Uh, I had to taper really aggressively for Chuckanut when I realized how competitive it was going to be at <laughs> Chuckanut, which is only four weeks ago. And then because I had to run so hard at Chuckanut behind Max King and Hayden Hawks, it took me forever to recover from that. Okay. So then I I, I actually wasn't real happy with how my last four weeks were in terms of volume but it was necessary I had to do it to recover from such a hard race Uh, I'm all about recovery Uh, and yeah coming off Hong Kong I didn't have a whole lot of time to train for Chuckanut and then going back even farther to December I was coming off a really rough race at North Face in San Francisco so you know I've been going hard for a while and uh Time to reset the system, take a, a longer break, and then go into pure mountain mode. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's all about this is my mountain year, so like enough of these fast runnable, <laughs> runnable flat, flat runnable courses. These We're going into runnable 50 mile or with 10,000 feet of climbing. Yeah. It's no, just too flat for me. <laughs> no, they're hard. They're hard. It was hard in the mud today. Uh, I always respect uh, any surface, any distance, but uh, I'm gonna try to get my mountain legs back and uh, do shorter mountain races as a all in a buildup for UTMB, which is the ultimate goal of the summer, is to try to try to win UTMB. It's a really tall order. Finish UTMB first. That's the first goal. <laughs> then try to try to play swell and try to run, you know, as best I can basically. But uh, V through A goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always a big set of goals for, for every race basically. Well congratulations to you. It was fun to to watch you race your ass off around the lake and back. Yep. And uh yeah, see you around the races this summer. If not before, then at UTMB. Yeah, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks.